Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm just going to mention real quickly, Denton and Ben, who is on with us right now. I may add to the smell test before the end of the show because I just got a text during the break about a lot of uh, a lot of public money in, uh, coming in on Detroit and a lot of sharp money coming in on San Francisco. So the 40, 49ers might get added to the smell test before the end of the show. I'll let you know at the very end of the show. I don't think I've done that in a while. Um, ben Standings with us as he is every Friday. He is our Washington Commanders team insider. He writes for The Athletic. You should subscribe. He has a podcast called Standing Room Only, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ben Standing. Uh, by the way, thank you, Vince. Uh, it was Sampras versus Karecha. Uh I'll I'll actually retweet this. Uh, ben Ben, do you remember the the match at the U.S. Open when Sampras was vomiting into to fl- flower beds uh, on the court? Um, yeah. in, uh, in, in Flushing Meadow. I couldn't remember who he, he was playing, but, it, but Vince sent me the eight-minute video of Sampras versus Karecha. Uh, I, didn't, I would not have remembered the Karecha part, but yes, I do remember Pete Sampras having his uh, Jordan flu uh, moment there, yes. Yeah, I think he had just, you know, the, the long matches, he was not an endurance guy, but he won the match. He won the match. Um, all right. Uh, first of all, let's just start with Belichick. Um, it is, he's not going to get hired by anybody, right? Uh, I mean, unless there's a job opening that, like, comes out after, like, you know, something, right. you know. But no, no it's not, not, he's not coming here, and Seattle hasn't met him, shown interest in him either. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is obviously incredibly surprising in the sense that, you know, who he is and all he's done. But, you know, the reality is the last couple of years have been, you know, pretty un, unsteady, to say the least, up in New England. And for him to do what he's going to do, he requires so much say and control that, you know, you really have to decide if you're a team. Like, I think if Dallas had fired Mike McCarthy, I think that could have been interesting because Belichick – Helping put that team that's won 12 games a lot to the half talent over the top, I think would be one thing. But, you know, it's a short-term investment. That's why it never made any sense here. And that's why it doesn't make sense in a lot of places unless you, you know, like I said, with Dallas, you're just like, you think you're just one piece away from, you know, really winning. But there just weren't that many teams like that this year. Why do you think it fell apart with Arthur Blank in Atlanta? Um, My sense is that Arthur Blank had this fascination, but once they had the conversations with Belichick and everybody else on the staff in the building sort of got, got wind of what that would look like. I think they were, whether it was job preservation for themselves or a sense that, hey, we don't really actually think this is the way to go because of what it would do, the, the changes, the, you know, the things would be uprooted, et cetera. You know, I think they ultimately decided, they talked the owner to saying, you know, we don't want to we don't want to do this. Um, you know, it's the thing, like I said, I think for, for Belichick to come in is probably, you know, he's going to overhaul this, do that, but how long is he actually going to be there for, you know, and then he's gone and then what? Yeah. I mean, I think that the Dallas and Philadelphia things are interesting. I, I was saying to Denton earlier in the show, maybe now that he isn't going to Atlanta, you know, if you're, 
If you're a Jet fan, wouldn't you rather have Belichick than Robert Sala with the team that they have next year? If you're a Saints fan, wouldn't you rather have him than Dennis Allen? I mean, the Bears committed way too early to Eberflus, given what's out there. Look, the, the bigger surprise in many ways for me is that Vrabel hasn't even interviewed that much. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I tweeted something similar, that Belichick's the bigger story, but Rabel is the more surprising one. You know, look, I think that so often what goes on behind the scenes in these organizations, we do not always know what's going on. I, I, you know, based on how Tennessee moved on from him, um, some of the re- reasons they were saying they moved on from him, like sort of just, you know, some personnel some questionable personnel calls, maybe, I don't want to say not working well with others, but, but not sort of, you know, being maybe on the same page as their new GM played some factors. And, you know, he is another Belichick disciple, right? Having played with New England, those guys have had a history of not always playing well with others. And I'm not, you know, it's not fair to lump them all in together that Mike Vrabel and Josh McDaniel and everybody else is the same, but I'm just saying that, the people that have come out of that system have, you know, have, have had some some flameouts. He's basically the one guy who's had success, right? Coming out of, uh, of and he of didn't Belichick. coach for him. He just played for him. You were right. I think from that mentality, right? He's not yeah. from the, the coaching tree, but just that he played for him for several years. Um, so you know, I'm just going sort of going off the mentality. I, I don't know though. I mean, you know, ultimately. You know, my guess is he probably wanted a fair amount of control himself, seeing as how Tennessee, apparently part of the rub was, you know, he may not have had as much as he wanted. He's had some success, but a lot of these places have already hired, you know, GMs or, or they have something in place. And I, that that's my best guess as to why, um, you know, like for like Jim Harbaugh, once Adam Peters was hired here, that ruled Jim Harbaugh out for me because he's going to want say, and I'm not, uh, suggesting that Vrabel and Harbaugh are equal based on Harbaugh's record. But, yeah, I imagine Vrabel was like, hey, I'd like more say. And other teams were like, well, well, we'll get back to you, I guess. So here we are. There are two – by the way, Raheem Morris, I, there's a lot of excitement from a lot of people around the league. He has been incredibly well-respected and well-liked. And I'm not trying to diminish the Raheem Morris getting the job. I talked about him in the open, but – you know, there are a lot of people that were affiliated with this organization for many years that are probably very happy that he's getting um, that opportunity uh, in Atlanta to be a head coach again. Remember, he was a head coach once before in Tampa. So with Washington and Seattle left, you know, clearly Ben Johnson is the target and the heavy favorite to land the Washington job. What about Seattle is you know now I do want to ask you real quickly I actually should have asked this first anything to make of Dan Quinn reportedly getting essentially what would amount to a third interview here um you know to play sort of the to try to read the politics of it all it's either to me Washington telling Ben Johnson's people hey I think we all want this, but you know, if you keep pushing, <laughs> don't don't push contract talks too wild because we do have other options. Or it's Dan Quinn's people saying to Seattle, "Hey, I think you guys wanted me. Don't let that Green Bay game scare you away." But I've got other options too. That, those would be my best guesses. And, and you know, this is my, my thing with Ben Johnson. Here has been, I've had several people say he's definitely getting the job. Um, I know other people have gone even harder with it, like, you know, just constantly saying it's going to be him, going to be him. But as long as he keeps meeting with other teams, and uh, you know, uh, as he has over the last few weeks, he's willing to be talked into another job. Adam Peters met with Washington, and that was it. He didn't meet with other people who requested interviews. He, you know, he even said in his, uh, uh, in his press conference that he was a bad negotiator because he wanted this job and maybe ben johnson ultimately does he obviously said nice things about peters in that press conference last week and maybe this is you know just a world is wasting time until we know they hear the announcement next week but if you're going to keep talking to other teams whether that's for contract negotiation or just for flattery or because you're interested you're leaving the door open to be swayed and that's why like for me i'm like all right well i get it he's the favorite but let's see 
So what's your prediction on Seattle? Well, if you look at their candidates that they brought in for a second time, I mean, it's, you know, no disrespect to the, you know, Evero, the DC with, with, um, with Carolina. Carolina, they brought in Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator and Quinn, and I'm blanking on who else, but like, it, you know, they, 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 they seem to be other than Quinn, not going for sort of the more headlinery kind of candidates, like a variable or whatever. But if you think if like I don't know, like if you figure if they were gonna hire Quinn, they would have done it by now. I mean, there is a there is a bit of an arms race going on to a degree when it comes to assembling your staff. I know all these guys probably have a feel for what they're going to do, just like we saw here in twenty twenty. But at the same time you gotta, you know, gotta get it done. People have lives, they got they got bills to pay, they gotta go do something. So until the bottom line is signed, um you know, who knows? So if they're going to hire Dan Quinn, I don't know why they're waiting, which leads me to think they're doing something else. But again, everybody else that they're looking at is there, ready to go, presumably, right? So it kind of makes me think there's another shooter drop here that maybe they are making a play for Rabel. We just don't know about. There has been some noise about Ben Johnson. Again, I don't know how you know, how substantial or you know, real that noise is, but there's been some, so I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's Dan Quinn all of a sudden, but I don't know what that means because everybody else could just hire already. Yeah, the only person you've got to wait to interview in person right now is Ben Johnson or Aaron Glenn. Uh, right, because or, the, the, or the two Ravens guys, if you, you know, but like or whatever the two it is, Ravens like guys, right? Of course, yes. But what I'm saying, like they have so may, and so maybe that's it. But that hasn't, you know, Washington's already uh, talked with with those guys. Um, to, to you know, a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't. It's it's odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I I I mentioned this a couple of days ago, and I know I, I mentioned to you. I, I I do think that Dan Quinn is their Plan B in the event that something were to fall through. But I at this point, I don't like you said. If he's still talking to people, and if Seattle were to bring him in and. Isn't Seattle one of the teams planning to go to Detroit on Monday? They are. I mean, Atlanta's not going there anymore, so it's Seattle and Washington. And you never know until it's done. You know, it, it might be that, um, you know, you you get a lot more money thrown at Ben Johnson. You might have a situation that that he wants to live in the Pacific Northwest versus the East Coast. You, you never know um, until it happens. Uh for, for, what what it, about, for what it's worth, unless I missed it, I, I don't know that Seattle is definitely going to Detroit. It was going to be Washington, Atlanta, so maybe the Seattle is. But I, I like thought I it was they, three teams. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe it was Carolina was the other one. Maybe now that I think about it, but but maybe, I do maybe, know that yeah. Seattle virtually interviewed Ben Johnson. That happened. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the last few days there has been you know Google search. There has been a little more noise of like Seattle possibly getting in, interested or, or keeping the door open, but. Like I said, it seems like they're waiting for something. What that right. something is, is, is I don't know. Yeah, it's like Washington, everybody believes, is waiting for Ben Johnson. Seattle, nobody really has a sense of what they're waiting for. Kind of sums up yeah. the two opportunities right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, there really is, there's much more reporting about Ben Johnson being a given to Washington, and there isn't any real reporting out there that somebody's the leading candidate for Seattle. Yeah, no, correct. I mean, the Dan Quinn thing was like the immediate thought when Pete Carroll was reassigned, and then the playoffs happened. And you know, it's like I said, if they wanted Dan Quinn, why are you why why are you waiting? What what is the holdup at this point? You gotta you gotta you know. Everybody else is getting their coaches. They're starting to hire their staffs. They're moving forward. So not to mention, look, even next week, right, is the senior bowl. Right. Not that your head coach needs to go, but, like, in theory, you want to start moving forward. There is an actual event next week that matters towards uh, the draft and the, your future. So why wouldn't you want to get your ducks in a row if you're ready to do it? We've heard Hank Fraley's name as a potential OC hire for Ben Johnson. Um, I know that we talked about this the other day, but um, it's two or three days later. Any names being mentioned as potential defensive coordinators for Ben Johnson? Um, not, not that I've heard. Um, you know, you can look at, you know, who's who who's been on his various staffs. Um, you know, Evero with with Carolina, who I would think Carolina wants to keep. 
now that you know, but uh, regardless, he and uh, Evero and um, Ben Johnson share the same agent. So I don't know. Could there be something there? Per- perhaps. Um, but, you know, like, you know, I've mentioned, like, you know, Chris Harris, the former DB coach here who's getting interviews around uh, the league for DC jobs. It would be a little bit tough, I would guess, to have two first timers at those jobs. But at the same point, Chris Harris would know this roster pretty well already, right? He would know the lay of the land. So that would seem to speed up that process. But, you know, beyond that, no, I mean, it's, you know, everything has been, you know, pretty, as much as the Ben Johnson to Washington noise is out there, I really think the team has done a pretty good job of keeping things quiet. So, you know, we're, whatever's going to happen, I, I haven't heard enough to say, yeah, this is really something they're looking at. Talking to Ben Standing, of course. Uh, no news um, on any front office movement after the hiring of Adam Peters. Marty Herney's still there. Martin Mayhew's still there. When do you think that starts to happen? Um, well, I, you know, again, I think it comes down to who does Peters want to hire, bring in, and are those people available now? Not every buddy is going to be allowed to leave if you're in the scouting department until after the draft because you've already been doing a lot of work for your given team and so on in the case of peter's leaving san fran he's getting you know that massive promotion to to be a gm so that's different but you know just sort of hiring scouts away or some others that you know teams just may not allow that to happen and therefore you know got to keep somebody around to, to mind the store, as I said, the senior bowl is next week. Um, you know, last year, you know, all those, all, all the um, Washington executives were there. They also had a bunch of, like Jack Del Rio was like sort of the main, uh, main coach there. You had some other position coaches there as well that were part of the senior bowl staff. I'm curious to see what, who's going to be there next week. My sense is that no coaches are going, but I would assume at this point that the Marty Hernies and Martin Martin Mayhews and the scouts certainly will all be there. So yeah, we, it may still be a bit before we hear anything, but I would like to imagine we hear at least, Hey, Mark, yeah, like in terms of the executives that Martin Mayhew is or isn't staying, I would think that that we, we still may get something on that sooner than later, but maybe that's not next week. If they've got to go to the senior bowl. So when new coaches come in, just, this is, you know, um, for everybody that thinks that, you know, when you hire a new coach, he hires a completely new staff. It's actually just not practical, especially given the fact that Ben Johnson may not get the job and start being able to work here in Washington if they were to beat San Francisco for another couple of weeks. Very, you know, typically there are coaches on the staff that end up staying. You know, Jay Gruden kept Sean McVay, kept Wes Phillips, kept Chris Furster, Raheem Morris, I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting Jim Hazlitt um, uh, and others uh, because you just can't – people aren't available. You may have ideas on who you want to hire, but they may not be available. Who on the staff right now do you think is the most likely to be kept by the new head coach? Does Ryan Kerrigan count? Yeah, he counts. Okay, Why wouldn't well, he I count? Would, I'm sort of half kidding. I would say him. I mean – you know, just because there's not much of a track record there yet. He was only doing it for the one year, but, you know, he, he is who he is here, you know, all-time sack leader and, you know, on the on the assumption that uh, whatever, uh, you know, that, that he was fine last year, um, you know, that, that that would make sense. But, like, beyond that, I, you know, it is ultimately, to your point, uh, whoever the, the new head coach is is going to think to himself, okay, I would like to hire these people. And maybe he gets some, but not all. So then the question is, well, I'm able to bring in, I'm, I'm making this up, a QB coach, a receiver coach, an offensive line coach, and a secondary coach. Now I'm missing these other pieces initially. What do I do? Does that mean if I don't have a D-line coach, I keep Jeff Scanina and Kerrigan? Maybe. You know, Randy Jordan and Nate Cadter were holdovers right. from Gruden to Rivera. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, maybe – Maybe those two again, uh, you know, uh, but I don't, you know, so it's, there's not much to pick from, yeah. but yeah, I think ultimately right. to me, it, it comes down to the, who, who, who does the new coach bring in and then what, what can't he bring in? And then those would obviously be easier people to keep around. 
Uh, just, uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on the two championship games here in a moment, uh, as Ben Standing joins us. Um, Rivera, you know, had that interview with the Eagles. They hired Vic Fangio. I'm just curious, has there been any other news related to Rivera interviewing for a job anywhere? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the enemy? I mean, it's he's not going to get the head coaching job here, and he's not going to be the OC more likely than not when Ben Johnson gets here. Is there any other teams that have requested interviews with him for, say, an OC position? Uh, no, but I think that, you know that's obviously the next wave here of things that are going to happen, right? Um, right. You know, teams that have just all made these new head coaching hires are going to start diving in, and then you know, people are getting moved around the league, right? Tampa Bay just lost their OC to to Carolina as their new head coach, so now they're going to have to figure out somebody. So, you know, that part that he hasn't gotten any, as far as we know, any requests for interviews or, or interest from teams for OC doesn't necessarily mean anything yet. Um, I, but, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, have, I don't have the full list of, like, wh- who, uh, how many teams need OCs at this point, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, I could imagine some teams checking in again based on what this past year. I don't know how that's going to help his cause, but if you're tying it into mostly what he did in Kansas City, not to mention his, you know, reputation as we'll say a passionate leader, things like that, then that may be, be appealing to someone. But uh, I wouldn't like the fact that that seems to be quiet right now doesn't mean a ton to me for that for the moment. Assuming Ben Johnson's here shortly, what do you think is there offensively that he's going to be excited about talent-wise? I mean, you know, understanding they're going to have to upgrade quarterback, upgrade a lot of areas, but who are the players? We did this, I think, on your podcast a few weeks ago, but who are the players that he's going to be like, yeah, keeper for sure on offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Terry McLaurin is, yeah. is is Terry the new for him his new Amon Ross St. Brown, um, you know, conceptually perhaps. Uh, I think St. Brown's got maybe a little more explosiveness than Terry, but obviously Terry is a tremendous receiver. I would be fascinated to know what Ben Johnson thinks of Jahan Dodson. You know, even that first year where he had what seven touchdowns, he only had thirty five catches. They, they really have not done a a great job of getting the ball, but you know, how much is that them? How much is that him? I, I would love to know what Ben Johnson thinks of that. Obviously with the, with the ground game, you've got Brian Robinson and Chris Rodriguez. Now, based on what Detroit does did this last year, getting Jameer Gibbs, not so much the first round part, but having that sort of explosive change of pace back to go with more of that hammer in Montgomery, you would think that that's a piece that they would look for. I, maybe that's Antonio Gibson to re-sign him, but you know, could be just somebody they, that they find in in the draft. Um, then obviously Sam Cosme. You know, I mean, Detroit has a really really good offensive line, and a lot of that was in place before Ben Johnson even became the OC. He obviously would not have the same benefit here, but you know, Cosme, you know, lost in all the losing, did have a pretty impressive year, especially changing positions. So. I would think that's kind of the group. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody at tight end. I don't know if there's anybody else at receiver. The offensive line, you know, beyond Cosme, it's just a lot of random pieces. So that's kind of the group, I would think. I think one of the things that will be interesting is at quarterback, if we all assume that quarterback is a top priority roster-wise and that they're going to draft a quarterback at number two, is what whether or not they decide to go sign a veteran to be the backup versus having Sam Hal be the backup. What do you uh, think? Oh no, I com- I completely agree. I you know I've said now uh, several times if it's me, I'm doing whatever I can to not start the rookie, uh, but not because you know don't even know who it is, don't really care. I just think that teams make big mistakes throwing these guys out too early and here as we know there's just you know coming off the season they just had you know ben johnson's not a miracle worker i wouldn't think so i, I don't imagine the, the scenario being dramatically better year one 
Uh, obviously, every circumstance is unique. You have to judge it for what it is. But I would, to me, I would probably rather see them go get that, you know, whether it's Jacoby Brissett himself or somebody like that to have either as the spot starter or just to feel like, hey, we can still try to compete and win games. Now, not saying Sam Howe couldn't do that, because obviously Sam Howe, you know, the first half last year showed a lot of spunk and all that. But you also, you know, the whole reason I kept hearing why Jacoby Brissett needed to stay here, even at the trade deadline, was how much he helped Sam Howe's development. Right. Well, if that's the case, right. then I don't imagine Sam Howe, as a second-year starter, a third-year player, is going to be the same guy. He's still learning himself. So that would be my rub there. I, uh I would think you could possibly get something for Howe in a trade, but putting that part aside, yeah, I do think what they do as the sort of number two quarterback uh, could be a, an interesting indication as to what their you know sort of plans are this year. All right. Uh, the two games Sunday, who do you like in the AFC championship game and why? So my question is basically Kansas City's offense the last week and maybe the two games in the playoffs was certainly better than it was in the regular season. But is that real? Do, are we saying that they're definitely back? Or was it because Buffalo's defense was incredibly beat up and Miami was playing in 20-degree weather without their top two defensive ends? As much below. as I want to yeah. sort of – yeah, as much as I want to ride with Mahomes, I just kind of feel like the Ravens are the better team. And I also like the team in general coming off the game in which they got past some sort of mental barrier. And in this case for Baltimore – it was not getting to the championship game round with Lamar Jackson. They did that now. So as, as silly as I'm going to probably feel Sunday, if they, if Kansas city covers and you're getting wins and they're getting points, but I would take the Ravens uh, to win and cover. I think. All right. What about the lions 49ers game? Yeah. So, you know, I heard your, uh, you said at the top, the smell test may get a 49ers play. And I, I, that's kind of where I was going. It just feels like, Look, Detroit, it's a great story, but, you know, San Fran just feels like it's the, uh, you know, it's the clearly better team. I know they didn't show that necessarily last week against Green Bay, and seven points is not nothing against an offense like Detroit. But I I just think, you know, the odds are San Francisco uh, shines more on both sides of the ball. So I would take San Fran something along the lines of, uh, you know, 31 23. That would be a cover at even at seven and a half. That would be a half point cover. All right. Good job. Thanks. I'll talk to you this weekend. Yeah, man. See ya. Ben Standig, everybody, at Ben Standig on Twitter. Uh, all right. Uh, it's championship weekend. Uh, we don't have a head coach yet. That comes probably next week, assuming the Lions lose. What's your number one prediction about either game on Sunday? What's the thing that you've been telling friends in conversations about these games you're most confident in? 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. What's your number one prediction for either one of these two championship games? Uh, we'll open up phone lines, and again, I may update the smell test, which I gave out both unders already. That's not going to change, but uh, there is more information um, coming in on the 49ers. More public action uh, than Denton and I had earlier on Detroit. All right, we'll uh, we'll update that maybe next as well. Uh, I do want to mention uh, Window Nation. Window Nation right now has... One of their best deals of the year going on. Uh, 50% off all style windows plus five five years of 0% interest. If you're going to finance the purchase, you don't have to pay anything for five years. Window Nation has all the credibility they need with me. I've been a customer. I've known many customers of Window Nation. Many of them have come through this show. Others are friends or family members. They've got the credibility because they've been around for a long time. They're a top five window retailer in America. Last year alone, they sold 40 times more than the average window retailer. They get it right the first time. 96% of their installs require no follow-up service in part because they make the windows here locally. They measure them window, uh, they measure them three times to ensure 
proper fit. Uh, and right now, you can lower your energy bills, make your home look better for half the price that they typically charge for their windows. And if you want to finance the purchase, you won't pay any interest until the year 2029. Call them now at 866-90-NATION. Go to windownation.com. Mention my name. You'll get a free estimate so you've got nothing to lose. Uh, Old windows, 10 years of age or older, your home doesn't look good and you're spending too much on your energy bills. The purchase of new windows with this deal from Window Nation will save you big money. Uh, not only in the in the long run, but it won't be that long of a run before you get a return on your new windows. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Phone lines open. Those are our Ace Law listener lines. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. So I want your number one prediction about the championship doubleheader on Sunday. The thing that you feel most confident about, the thing that you've been talking about with friends when talking about these two games. Um, I'll give you mine first, and then we'll we'll get Denton's, and then we'll get to... The calls. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to destroy Kansas City, and I think Mahomes is going to look bad. I think offensively, Kansas City is going to not be able to do much uh, on what will now be a rainy, chilly day. It's supposed to rain throughout the game uh, at MT Bank Stadium. This seems insane as I say it because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. It's Andy Reid. It's Pacheco, who I love. But the Ravens just remind me of the 91 Skins, who won the Super Bowl 32 years ago today. Like, they are dominant defensively. They are great offensively. Their special teams are outstanding. I just don't see them losing and I don't see them having a close game. Washington during that, that postseason, 24-7 over Atlanta, 41-10 over Detroit, 37-24 in the Super Bowl. Baltimore has destroyed Miami. They destroyed San Francisco. It's a different animal. I get it. It's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. But I think this is going to be the roughest day of Patrick Mahomes' career I think Baltimore dominates them defensively. As I said earlier in my final score prediction, 27 to 10. I actually contemplated something like 27 to 6, like no touchdowns for Kansas City. Uh, but I'll leave it at 10. Uh, my number one prediction about both games is that Baltimore dominates Kansas City and Mahomes has one of the worst, roughest days of his career. He's due one. At some point, <laughs> Denton, what's your number one 
prediction, the thing you're most confident in? So it is in that game as well. Lamar Jackson is going to find the end zone. I think he's going to get into the end zone. He's going to use his legs. So I'm very, very confident, especially once they get into the red zone. He's such a threat. I think Lamar Jackson scores a touchdown. Fairly confident in that. What are the odds? What 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 are the touch? What's the touchdown number? His on anytime him? touchdown number is the best in that game. It's plus one hundred. What is the Pacheco rushing yardage number? I looked at it at some point yesterday, and I'm, I'm I think it's like sixty four and a half. I see it at sixty three and a half here. I'm go. I I would bet the under on that. What what's what's the sixty three and a half minus what on the over? Minus one ten on the over and the under. It is. Yeah, I think they're going to shut him down. And God, he runs hard. I just don't see them being able to run the football. Um, all right, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Your number one prediction for Championship Sunday: the thing you're most confident in, Conrad. Conrad, go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, what you're going to see is a collapse at the quarterback position in Baltimore. I think he's going to have trouble adapting to the weather and start playing outside himself. I do think that uh, nobody can focus a team on short notice or short week or championship week more than Andy Reid. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Kansas City at all, but I respect the hell out of Coach Reid and how he prepares his team, and I think this is going to be a, another stellar example. Don't you feel the same way about Harbaugh, though? Uh, I think Harbaugh is uh, skilled at team preparation, but I think on the on the biggest stages of all, I just see Andy Reid. He's uh, he's narcissistic. He's a megalomaniac. Uh, that was clearly demonstrated in the case of EB for all you sports talk people that tried to sell us that he was the offensive coordinator. I know for a fact he's a narcissistic egomaniac and a positive. If you play for him, you love it. If you're a family member, you probably hate your dad. And but as a coach, nobody's going to be more focused than Andy Reid. And I'm not betting against Andy Reid. You know, there is something to be said for that very, very narrow, intense focus uh, in your overall kind of personality, which is what Andy Reid's clearly been. You know who else was that way? Joe Gibbs was that way. You know, where you could ask Andy Reid probably about anything that's going on in the world right now, and he probably has no clue because he's so dialed in. Um, And that is, to a certain degree, uh, narcissism. Um, thanks very much uh, for that. I, you know, the first thing that Conrad said, it's the way that Baltimore loses the game. And I don't want to put like, I, I think Lamar Jackson proved something last week against Houston, but it was Houston. It was a game at home as a one seed. The last time that that had happened, it was a disaster against Tennessee. Uh, the you know the year that he won his first MVP, you know he was at times last week, you know perhaps not hitting receivers on time and creating off schedule, moving backwards a bit more, but then making a big play. Kansas City's defense is better than Houston's defense. It's been their calling card all season long. The way Baltimore doesn't win this game. I think the easy answer would be, well, Mahomes goes off. To me, it's self-destruction offensively. They end up turning the ball over. They make mistakes. They, you know, take sacks, which you know essentially ends drives, and you end up in you know a sixteen-thirteen type of a game. Uh, let's go to John in Frederick. John, what's your number one prediction for Championship Sunday? Kevin, I'm a diehard Ravens fan, and and I don't really have – I don't know what to expect in this game, but I'll tell you this, and you mentioned it a few minutes ago. What makes me very nervous as a Ravens fan is we tend not to play to play well in rainy weather. And Lamar, if he doesn't have good footing, he's not, as an, effect, he's not an effective runner, and I worry about mistakes. And I'm telling you, if we play the Chiefs today, I would say blowout Ravens. But because it's supposed to rain like 100% all day Sunday, it makes me nervous, the weather. They, I, I don't know this. The Ravens have not played well in the rain? Lamar hasn't played well I've in watched, bad weather? I, they haven't. I've watched them in so many rainy games. Now, we barely got by the Rams in the rain. But, right. yeah. It, it, but, just, but they it, scored. Kind of you you, you scored 30-plus points in that game, too. Yes. Yes, it just makes the, the, the magnitude of this game and the weather 
and the fact, you know, as great as this Ravens team is, we're not, we haven't done that great against the run, ironically, and that's always been our calling card, but, you know. Um, you know, um, a, a yeah, challenge. thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I think the Chiefs are going to have a tough time uh, running the football against Baltimore. Mahomes 3-1 and one against Jackson, all of those games um, in, uh, in the regular season, of course, right? Yes. Uh, let's go to uh, Rich. Rich, go ahead. Your number one prediction for this weekend, the thing you feel most confident in. Go ahead. Uh, can you hear me? I got you, Rich. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Detroit's going to upset San Francisco. Uh, okay. That's uh, that's what I got. I'm calling from Tennessee. Can I make a quick comment about your Bravel thing? About my what? A Bravel, Mike Bravel. I'm calling from Tennessee. I Bravel? Yeah, about... yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Uh, he tried to he tried he tried a power move with the owner where he wanted complete control, and he wasn't a made man. One AFC championship appearance in six years. The last two years, uh, losing seasons. Uh, she let him control the roster the last year and a half uh, after firing John Robinson and a rookie GM. Uh, he picked his coaches again. It was just a horrible situation, and he tried a power move with the owner. That's what got him canned. They were seven and four last year when all the injuries happened. Not la- in in twenty twenty two, seven and three actually. Um, after three straight, uh, you know, playoff appearances. But no, you you you've got you've got the local perspective down there, and and you know clearly something happened. Um, they wanted him out, and he hasn't been hired since. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Lou. Lou, go ahead. Big prediction for this weekend is what. Hey, what's going on, Kevin? How you doing? Hey, Lou, what's happening, man? Um, to me, I look at it like this. I'll put it as for for all the coordinators that we supposed to, I guess, you know, supposed to be looking for the next head coach. I think this should be a test for these guys because, you know, if if uh, uh, Ben Johnson, if he could get past, you know, this, and you know, if his offense looked decent, and then you know, I don't mind, but I still think like you know, I, I like the veteran coach that's out there. Hopefully they could surprise us with Bill Belichick. And, all you know, the guy in, in, in Baltimore, too, I like him. He, he's been shutting all these guys down. I want to see what they could do with Patrick, you know. As far as I think – I like I like Detroit. I think Detroit might pull out an upset. I know you said about, you know, they got to stop the running game. I think this is, you know, a game that the uh, – you know, Aaron Glenn, he's going to have to let these guys know, man. We might – this this is the type of games that you might not be able to come back. You know, you never know. So – you know, this is once in a lifetime opportunity for them to go to the Super Bowl. So I want, I want to see what these coordinators are going to do. That's what I'm kind of excited about because you yeah, know a lot I of mean, people say you know Ben Detroit's Johnson, one guy, of those teams. Yeah, thanks, Lou. Appreciate it. Um, uh, Detroit, one of those teams that's never been to the Super Bowl. Um, the list of teams that have never been to the Super Bowl are. Let me see if I can figure this out. It's Detroit. It's Cleveland. It's Jacksonville. It's I gotta go division by division. Um, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots all been to Super Bowls. Ravens, Browns haven't. Bengals have. Houston's not been to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, Jacksonville hasn't been to the Super Bowl. Um, the Lions are those the three teams? Yeah, that's it. You got it. Yeah. Houston, Jacksonville, and the Lions. Uh, lots of teams haven't won the Super Bowl, but those are the three that haven't been to the Super Bowl. Paulie, Paulie, what's your bold prediction for Championship Sunday? Hell to the W, big guy. What's, what's going on, man? You? Hey, look, I'm going to be a little uncoachable right here, man. Listen, <laughs> Ted Leonis can kick rocks. I'm not a Wizards fan, but I'm I'm tired of hearing this dude talk like he thinks he's the smartest guy. Not in Me the too. room, but he thinks he's the smartest guy in a 10-mile radius. No. I honestly believe that, man. And, and if I'm D.C. government, I'm telling him to kick rocks, too. And, and, and leave my colors, leave my name um, on your way out the door. I'm petitioning the NBA for a fast no, that's track. That's not going to happen, for dude. Expansion. They're, they're, for, pl- they're, for playing, they're playing four miles from Capital One Arena. You can't have two teams I, I, that close I, I, to each other. Are they getting any of that money? 
Are they getting any of that money? You want to talk about DMV, we all for DMV. Well, change the name to DMV then, not Washington. They're not getting any of that money. We're not getting none of that money. Get rid of our name, man. I'm fast. I'm, I'm You're not getting a second game. team, though, in this market. You know, you're, that's not hey, happening. Listen, listen, I hear you. But I'm saying, if I'm the, if I'm the government, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my cards on the table. I'm petitioning the NBA for an expansion team. They want to go <laughs> Vegas anyway. That's two teams that give you back to an even number. You have a natural rivalry with Washington and Virginia. Man, I'm just tired of just telling you. Know, they need to, the government needs to step up and stop and pulling their cards on them, too. I'm tired of hearing this dude. I'm tired of him, too. Like I've been everybody. tired of him for years. But – the DC, the DC government, the mayor is a culprit in this situation. Okay, they ignored him. They thought he was bluffing. They didn't come to the table with an offer until a legitimate offer until the eleventh hour. They didn't provide him with what he hey, wanted, uh, security mean, wise and mean, otherwise. They're they're part they're part of this. But stay in the victim position. That doesn't mean you stay in the, vic- in the victim position because, like okay, you just said, fine. But you're not but petitioning for put. an NBA team would be laughable because now, the NBA I, I would say you have a team. I'm talking about negotiating with the league. Is what I'm talking about, man. I, I said petitioning. I'm talking about I'm negotiating with the league. I'm gonna present. I'm gonna present me a plan to the league. Think about All it. Right. You're, you're uncoachable here. Anyway. Do you have a prediction for Sunday? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I just heard you. Earlier. Do you have one or not? I'm, 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 yeah, I got one, man. Brock Purdy up. fall on his face this week. Brock Purdy falling on his face this weekend, man. There you go. Detroit Lions. All he's got to do is hand it off to McCaffrey. Win. They might not even win, but Brock Purdy's going to fall on his face. All right, see you later. Uh, sorry I didn't get to the rest of you. Um, we'll close with an update to the smell test. Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Denton, I'm adding the 49ers, buying the half point, playing the Niners minus the seven to the smell test. Uh, Got a note earlier this hour from one of my, um, let's just call them, uh, friends from warm climates uh, on islands who just said just a lot more public action on Detroit. And that line did bump up to seven and a half because of very sharp action on the 49ers. So we'll buy the half point like we've been doing all year. Um, 49ers minus the seven chiefs, Ravens under 44 and a half lions, Niners under 51 and a half. So three plays for championship Sunday, by the way, um, my buddy said, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the 49ers are Owen six against the number in their last six home games. So a little bit of do theory there too. 
that they're going to cover. They've, they're 0-6 in their last six home games, including the playoff game, against the number. Um, as good as they've been as a football team this year, 12-5, and uh, 9-8 total against the number during the course of the season. Um, 9-9, excuse me, 9-9 including the playoff game. All right, so there you go. Baltimore, uh, uh, the 12-6 against the number this year. I do like the Ravens, but not smell test-wise. Can't wait to watch that game Sunday. Cannot wait. Both of them will be great, but that first one, uh, it's too bad that the weather might impact the game. You know, I don't know that it's going to be a deluge, but it's going to be raining pretty much sun up to sundown with maybe some of the steadiest rain during the game, and that's natural grass. Um, but still, uh, Ravens just remind me a lot of some of the best teams we've watched over the years. And when you get to these games and you're playing them at home against a team that's been flawed and Kansas City has been on offense in particular, just just like them. What have you got? I'm taking the under in uh, San Fran and um, and Detroit. You've been in college basketball this weekend. Or are you staying away from that still? I've not really been in college basketball here for a couple of weeks. Been guess taking a, a big time uh, break. Guess what? A big time bet on Arizona last night. They lost, right? They did Out- lose. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, um, go Terps tomorrow. They got a big game. If they can win tomorrow against a pretty good Nebraska team. They're back at 500 in the Big Ten. They get a week uh, before they go to Michigan State for a huge national TV game on Fox next Saturday, I believe, uh, in East Lansing. Um, Should have beaten Michigan State last week. Certainly had an opportunity to. All right, we are done for the day. We'll be back Monday talking about these championship games. If Detroit loses, don't be surprised if Monday Monday is a day of breaking news uh, with respect to Ben Johnson. All right, uh, Chris Russell, anybody in with Rooster or not? Nope, solo Rooster today. All right, Chris Russell next. Have a good weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.